Hey, is this thing on? Are we recording? Can I get a tech person? Oh, for the love of ed tech. Today, we're talking to Travis Houghton and Jacob Baldwin, who are the coaches for the Claymont Esports team. Hi, guys. How are you today? Good. Yeah, like as good as can be. Awesome. At the end of a school day, we understand. We've we've been there for sure. All right. Well, we are so excited to talk to you guys today. So we always start all of our episodes off by asking our guests about their journey into education and how you ended up where you are now. So whoever wants to go first. Can go first? Yeah, take it away. So like, I don't know, throughout high school, my job when they would ask me like careers and stuff was either like computers or it was to do something with education. And like it came down to it, I graduated 2006. And the big question that I like had to answer was like, do I just want to get locked away kind of in a room all by myself all day or like interact with people? And I went to education and I stumbled my way around and finding a job is really, really hard. So about three years applying for jobs and substitute teaching, I ended up doing computers and technology at the school I graduated from. So like I do web design, video editing, computer programming, and information technology, which is like computer basics. So like my college degree is middle school math and science, but I kind of stumbled my way into career technical digital media is where I'm at now. So like it's jobs and anything creating on the computer. So your graphics, videos, websites, things like that. Very cool. Okay, Travis. I, I actually graduated in 2006 as well from the rival school to this, this school. Oh, really? Yeah. How uh, funny is that? <laughs> and so I did not want to go into education at first. I actually was going into criminal justice and then I switched my degree to an English degree and then I switched my degree to a science degree and then I just stopped doing college for a long time. And uh, I didn't get back into college until about, say about 10 years ago. And then I got my degree in integrated science over at the high school. I've always had a passion for sciences, like every science, and I've always wanted to help people. That's why I wanted to go into criminal justice. And then I figured, well, why not just kind of blend both of those things and help people early in their life, help them make those decisions uh, so they don't have to deal with law enforcement. There you uh, go. And, and <laughs> sciences and just kind of help push kids into, you know, being better critical thinkers. And that's just kind of what kind of fell into teaching. I didn't really start off wanting to get into it, but I think it's a perfect fit. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. Yeah. Helping people and yeah. So what sparked you guys to want to start an esports program? Like how did that come about? Let's say before, I think the year before I started, they talked about it. it The year before you got here. So I don't even know. It was just kind of dropped into my lap. Like there's not very many young adult men. I'd say like late 20s, but I'm not there anymore. (laughs) Who like relate and do the video game things with the kids. Like you, you would think there's lots of guys that are into it, but not really. At the high school level, you have a lot of you have a lot of social studies teachers and like football coaches Mm -hmm. and you don't have very many. One of the big things I like coming into education is, is like my educational philosophy. I wrote a paper on it. It was like, be the person you needed when you were in school. 
And that's kind yeah. of the thing that I come back to with stuff like esports. Yeah. It's like, hey, having an esports program would have been nice when I, when I was in school. So yeah. like making the school that I graduated from better for the the kids in my own like because I live here, my community and the place I grew up, making it better for those guys than it was when I was here is like one of the big things that I come back to all the time with esports and my classes and everything in general. So like, that's kind of how I took it, even though it was just kind of shoved on me because I'm the guy who does <laughs> So like it's the computer guy and the computer class and stuff yeah. like that. But like, that's, that's how I just fight in my head. It's like, make it better for the kids who will be me in like five, 10 years. Whenever I was interviewed, that's whenever they were first starting the actual program. So my first year here was when we first really initiated the, the esports program. You know, we were together. We actually had a couple extra people on hand at that time, but it's just, it was, yeah, just like Baldwin said, it's more like I'm in that demographic of young adult males who likes to play video games and I knew what things were and nobody else did. So I just kind of fell right into something that I had a passion for as well uh, with that. I was just curious with, you know, esports kind of being a draw if there was mm -hmm. like, if there were other gaming yeah. communities like within the school. The problem it just comes down to time. Yeah. With that stuff. Because, like, yeah. our esports is an hour every day. Oh, wow. Before. And the time is hard because we don't get time during the day for these things no. at school. Right. So, like, I have, I bring the esports kids in. They, they hang out in my room, kind of split off because my room's adjoined to where we do esports. Like, they're connected. So. Okay. Like the esports, there's a small group from esports that sit in there and play their games if they're passing classes during the middle of the day. But other than that, time is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. like we're trying to do robotics and we're in the middle of nowhere. So, like, when things like this happen, it's we have four or five in robotics right now. It's mm -hmm. hard to get things going. Like, the fact sure. that esports pulls in like 15 to 20 is impressive yeah. to me. They all need a ride to uh, the middle of some cornfield somewhere. Literally. Yeah. 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 I understand that. That sounds like where I grew up. <laughs> My graduating class was 79 and we <laughs> were the biggest class in the high school. So <laughs> yeah, I get it. No, I, I, we, I, we get that. That's, that's yeah. this area. They're very yeah. rural, very, very mm -hmm. small. Yeah. Which has its own charms, but also yeah. its own struggles and challenges. So, yeah. And I think you guys kind of touched on it, but I was also going to, I was curious what kind of challenges you have run into. Okay. First, mm -hmm. how many years have you been doing the esports program? Five. Yeah. Five. Okay. So within those five years, what have been kind of your biggest challenges? I know you touched on like time. The first big hurdle was the organization itself. Mm -hmm. So like, when I went, before he got hired, I went to a meeting at the Educational Service Center where a lot of people kind of gathered around. And a lot of times within schools, some of the ideas that get pitched are, wouldn't it be cool if, and then that's, that's the extent of the plan. And then they give it to somebody else. So there were a lot of, wouldn't it be cool if people at that meeting. And of those, I would say about a 10th of them from the meeting started mm -hmm. the Tuscarawas County Esports League. And it was kind of hobbled. That's our county with the schools. And it was kind of hobbled together. 
with like six local yes. schools, I want to say. It's, I just made up a number. So. I think you're right, though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll go with that. Happened, six. COVID yeah. kind of happened there, but the writing, it wasn't COVID that was in the nail in the coffin. It's kind of the commitment that is. So like even without COVID, those wouldn't still be going. So like we have like a group on Discord with the Tuscarawas County Esports and it was dead yeah like within a year because sticking with it is hard and building a program is hard so like after that the challenge was kind of finding a home and we ended up with i think travis yeah. found esports yeah. ohio and it's like ohio wide mm -hmm. instead of the local community which it's it's harder with that because we don't have very many schools around so like we went to regional competition last year and it was a three hour drive and we had to leave at four in the morning to get there with the oh kids. My gosh. Yeah. And like some of this stuff, like structure and organization is hard because like we don't have busing. So we just found a way to get them down mm -hmm. there. Wow. Oh, and wow. Like it was a leave at four in the morning with like five of the kids and get them down to Columbus to get there because the competition, I don't know whoever's idea it was. I think they were from like right across the street. Yeah, they were. Competition started at <laughs> like, 7 30. yeah yeah they're like this will be fine and like our kids didn't do that great we lost by about 7 45 and we're back on the road home by about like eight so oh, we made it to regionals but we made it regionals and so. it was a fun trip and yeah 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 that's a, a good celebration trip. though yeah. yeah making it to regionals yeah i think amongst the six or seven like districts that first started the tuscarawas county esports league i think two of us compete in esports ohio still and the rest have just gone down, by the way yeah so okay. maybe they're still going but who knows and then after that covid hit yeah and then covid was uh, a, which covid killed our team yeah covid killed a lot and then a lot of that was you know most traditional sports weren't able to practice or do anything but we should have been we were we were kind of able to As a matter of fact we moved our entire esports lab from the high school to the middle school that year just because it was closer for students to walk to and then there was some backlash in the community kind of in regards to like, you know, while well, they're just playing video games, why are they allowed to get together, but we can't go do basketball. Yeah. I'm like, it's a bit of a difference whenever you're yeah. isolated six feet yeah. apart still and still being able to play a game. Six people instead of a giant crowd of people like right. jumping on each other. Because there's, <laughs> <laughs> what is basketball but that yeah, though? I think they like tackle each other. Maybe. <laughs> we play esports. I think there's always that backlash in regards to is esports a sport like do we do we accept that as right. a lawyer you just go in and play video games well, i think technically we're a club yeah yeah we are we are effectively we are, a club we're a club because like when you're when you're a sport there's a lot more hoops, hoops and like oh um, interesting to go with with the school there's uh, there's more detriments than benefits yeah there uh, are benefits though but OSHAA is now sponsoring the spring o esports Ohio competitions. Oh, really? So oh, we nice. Are, we are we'll eventually yeah. someday be a sport. Yeah. And like we don't know if we're excited about that or not. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was yeah. just wondering. Still kind of thinking about what we're going to do about that. So mm. or what we do in that scenario. Well, other than that, the only other detriments working with uh, awkward high school boys. Yeah. <laughs> like they're yeah. hard socially. Which yes. yeah, it's, it's it's kind of like one of those things. Yeah. That they're learning that, like yeah, they're it's learning the same thing. Like be the person you want to be. When whatever I said, I made it up. But it's like <laughs> the, <laughs> the like being the person for the people when you when you were younger. Yeah, like, I was awkward high school boy. You 
might be surprised to know, but it's very much like they're hard to work with, but I understand. I empathize, I empathize with them. Like it's what I was growing up. So it's, and I kind of want to get them to a certain point, but it's hard. It's the hardest part for me. Yeah, I could see that. And I also, but at the same time too, it's great that you've given them a space mm-hmm. to be yeah. a part of something. That's well, what seen... I think is the coolest about like esports programs is you yeah. like people that wouldn't necessarily usually be involved in something like kind of seem to find their home. Yeah. So yeah. One of my best memories from high school was going to the community center and like playing like Halo land parties. Whenever like Halo 2 came out, we all skipped school and played together on like six TVs kind of hobbled together. And that's kind of what the esports room and like the environment mm-hmm. is. But it, instead of like once a year, it's every, every day. day. How did you get kids excited or like want to get involved? Because I know you were saying that they're, you kind of have to like look under the rocks for them. <laughs> Like, are you kind of tracking them down? Like, have you already pinpointed kids that you think like, ooh, I bet they would be interested? Or how did you get kids to join the team? I think our kids come in groups. Yeah. So, like, okay. they bring their friends. So, like, our big hit was that it wasn't because of COVID. Because I think we could have survived COVID. But it was from the, the lethargy of the community and, like, the kids in general. which may have been caused by COVID, but like, I wouldn't blame like COVID and like separations, but that kind of killed the group and like whittled it down to like, we lost almost everybody. We ended up with like four kids, like three kids coming back out of that. Oh, wow. But on the other hand, the coming in freshmen, them boys spent a lot of time sitting around playing video games. So like they came in and like, we kind of got rejuvenated mm-hmm. with those guys and yeah. they brought friends who brought friends. And then a couple kids came into the district and made quick friends because with the other ones. Okay. And like, uh, it's, it builds upon itself. So yeah. it's hard when like the feet get knocked out of it to get back up with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But right now we're sitting really good with our coming in freshmen. And they bring in, like, it's it's a friend group that usually comes in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's never, like, one random. It's, sometimes it's a random person, but then they usually get absorbed into the friend group. Yeah, like usually have, it's pairs that come in. Like, okay. I think the only yeah. one person who kind of came in and then got absorbed was uh, Tanner. Yeah. And then he was he moved in from, like, Tennessee. Oh, so, nice. Oh, so and then, like, he, he quickly, he is in that friend group mm-hmm. of esports now, like. It, those are his friends in the community it also helps being the computer teacher and the science teacher in the school district like yeah you know, tend to get you know those a lot of those kids in your classes and, and then like I, I always mention it at the beginning of the year i talk about it with all my students and then usually we'll get a couple in there and then they'll yeah. grab somebody and pull them in. i do like a recruiting like tomorrow i'm going to be at the middle school doing like a recruiting it doesn't matter oh nice for like my classes to where i preview yeah. it for the kids and i have a big old esports standy banner that goes up about six feet that i bring that has a picture of the team and the games we play and that usually draws attention to it yeah for sure and then if the middle schoolers think it's kind of a cool thing whenever they're coming in they'll come in we usually do like a beginning of the year like intro are you interested thing and we get about 35 40 which is about 30 more computers than we have so very much we don't get too excited about that anymore because 
they fall off just dwindles down once they realize they have to like do something outside of squares it falls off quick yeah Mm -hmm. and yeah whoever's left is usually a core friend group yeah so the middle school used to come around at the end of the year too and we'd set up the esports room as well and have a video thing and they'd go around and we'd have them like hey come play Fortnite, come play around a Fortnite real quick for five ten minutes and then bounce out and then that's like oh yeah i remember playing Fortnite at high school if you like this podcast Check out our latest, Minds Over Media, a collaboration between Soida and the University of Cincinnati, delving into diverse aspects of media literacy. Uncover the power of media literacy through insightful conversations and gain valuable insight from esteemed scholars and dedicated educators navigating this complex landscape. Check it out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I guess we've kind of talked about benefits, but like, have you seen any unexpected great things that have come from this program or with an individual student in particular, or what's kind of something, I guess, that surprised you? I I had a a really cool experience. We had a kid a couple of years ago who I want to say started the year off with a little bit of an anger problem. Mm. Okay. And throughout that year, you know, we had kind of talked to them about like, you know, maybe we got to, you know, think about how we act whenever we're playing a game. And like, they came up and were talking to me like specifically about like, you know, Hey, I, I realize now I have this issue and I want to try to start working on it. And oh, by wow. the end of the year, he had really changed a lot. And then he switched schools the next year. Yeah. So that really we were, we were looking. For I that. really liked, I really was waiting for that person to come back and they switched schools. But like, there was oh, a lot man. of growth with that kid during that year that they were here that, was just kind of a breath of fresh air yeah. when it comes to, to, to gaming. Cause you have that gamer rage going on with yeah, controllers and whatnot. I think the only like yeah. big benefit, the more like, it's not even a school teaching thing, but the biggest benefit I've saw that is an unexpected benefit is as we get more burnout and like tired of being there every day, the kids step up and kind of fill in the leadership roles. So like part of like our thing this year, we've barely done anything and the kids basically run it for us. Oh, that's awesome. mm -hmm. Besides they like to have a bit more fun. Like Mr. Hound hates fun and wants them to just play to win. That's what he says. We all care about winning, but that's the only like problem they have with like the leadership and the controllers. Like they, mm-hmm. it becomes very much gaming club and not the competition. Yeah. So like leadership has kind of formed on its own without us trying. So like gotcha. we have Colin who is like our esports captain and he will kind of- I, I've described him as really much like I teach computers, so a lot of times I have kids do things and it's a lot of my blood and sweat and their tears to like make anything on the computer. But like Colin is basically like a second set of hands. I can, yeah. I can ask him to do anything and he can just go get it done without mm-hmm. me. And I don't have to like get the airplane spoon and like show him how to do every single thing. He can figure it out without me. And that's kind of how esports runs is we don't have to have like any sort of Structure, we can ask Colin to figure it out for us and like he can figure it out for us. And that's kind of the surprising thing of me. I thought I would be doing a lot more of the organization and the setting things up. And like, we don't even set up the computers anymore at this point. They just, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. One day that 
they're like, hey, should we install drivers on these computers? And I'm like, yeah, probably like two years ago. And then they oh kind of took gosh. care of it. So yeah. like, All of our games are updated all yeah. the time. They always come in and update it. The kids whenever pop they can. in and update the computers like more than I ever would have time to do. So that's wow. great. Yeah, and they keep track great. of it. Like those guys play Fortnite and stuff on their own time. So like they'll yeah. come in and they're like, hey, there's a giant Fortnite update. Can we update the computers? And then it just happens. It so happens. The surprising thing is like once it gets going, it's pretty easy gig. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they basically run it for you. Like once it once the ball gets rolling. And then the big thing that I emphasize is like my role is to find the next person who will replace that person. So like when somebody who important goes away, they kind of need an understudy ready to yeah. go. Who yeah. can take the next guy and mm-hmm. then take the next guy. And then in the perfect world, like we don't have to kind of do everything. Yeah. So bring them back on to not having fun. Yeah. No fun. Only no fun. fun. No fun. Yeah. No, no my fun. favorite comment I, I out of that was that when, them all of that when I was over there. Thanks. Let's spend it again was the airplane spoon. I've never heard it called that, which that was hilarious. My my kids enjoy that analogy a lot. My I love that. The I remind them spoon. that like I teach computers so like I can I can get them the old airplane spoon and like <laughs> get them through the stuff and I can like put my hand on theirs on the mouse and click the buttons, but they can also just go on the like they can I'm not a bright man, so like I don't know how to do most of the things that they're doing on the computer when I assign it, but like I can go on Google and figure it out. Right. Like, that's the career skill. That yeah, that resonates with us. Just so you know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I can't fix things, but like I can figure it out pretty now, easy. Yeah. Like, if they when develop the video, that skill, how to do it? Yeah. <laughs> I tell my kids if they develop the skill of like troubleshooting and fixing, just getting things done. done. Yeah. That's useful wherever they go. Yep. Like they mm-hmm. could go be the greeter at Walmart, but if you're the greeter at Walmart who can turn back on the, the metal detector or make the alarm stop buzzing, you're important to the Walmart staff. Like you're the guy who can just fix things yep. and yep. do anything. And like that comes up a lot. You talking about too them like playing Fortnite and stuff at home and like noticing the updates and different things. I guess that's what kind of shocks me about them not wanting to do something outside of school. Because I'm thinking, like, they would go home and do that, right? But is it just, like, the accessibility of getting to and from kind of a thing? Yeah, and then I think the big thing, too, is a lot of the... It's hard because, like, deep within their souls, they need need the socialization. Mm -hmm. Uh But a lot of these guys want... Because like I was there whenever I was that age. A lot of them get burnout during school from being around the crowd of people all day. And like that time alone, I go home and take a nap every day for like an hour. Uh, that time alone is like for an introverted person is very mm-hmm. important. So like right. very much like part of esports is socialization. That's the hard thing for those guys is like. That's the challenge. Is yeah, working as a team, not just playing. Video they can games. play games. They're good at yeah. playing games. They are not good at being teammates. Sometimes, so like when it comes gotcha. to like team building, we've had, never had more pushback in the world than when we try to get them to be friends with each other. <laughs> like, we have like our our first year, we made the mistake of playing 
And like our big brained idea was to have five separate teams. And then like okay. by year two, we realized it's like, hey, no, we are one team mm -hmm. with five segments and we focused on team building kind of a thing. And because like we even fell in that We're mistake. learning. We're like, learning. Yeah. It got very tribal. Mm -hmm. So like they oh. kind of all separated out and like got angry with each other. Like the kids playing Super Smash Bros were too loud for the other ones, and like they, <laughs> it gets very toxic. So like it's very see that they mm -hmm. they're simultaneously they like their group, but they don't like assimilating with other like small groups and like trying to get the small groups to kind of mush into one is hard. Did you okay? Did you guys run into and I, maybe you touched on this at the beginning? the whole people being skeptical of the whole esports idea like how did you kind of overcome or sell it to make it appealing for like the higher higher ups i, I think the, the one of the biggest ways it was kind of easy to sell from what i saw only yeah. because it's such an upcoming field like it's it's going to happen it, esports yeah. is going to be everywhere. And so Claremont wanted to get their foot in the pool before anybody else did. And, and we, we, I would say we're, we were very successful in that compared to the other schools in the district. Yeah. As there's, again, only like a couple of us in the whole like ESC area that are actually competing statewide. Yeah, whenever we compete, we compete all across the state from our school. When it comes to like parents and adults of, and even students, there's a tons of pushback about, you know, you're just playing video games, you're not competing. And I think we just kind of turn away from yeah. that. I think just... one of the things too, like shout out Beth Lent, uh, for everything that our technology director, Mrs. Lent is, the entire like concept from the ESC was kind of like, she pushed it hard. I wouldn't have done this on my own I'm kind of the, wouldn't it be good, cool if, kind of, like, it falls to me. But, like, I wouldn't have started it on my own because I would have thought there would be more pushback. But the lady who I would have thought the pushback would have came from is the lady who started the ball rolling. So the fact that she started the ball rolling with it, kind of, she is the one who could have stopped it. And the fact that she started it going is really that she is the only hurdle and that she wanted it to go. So it went. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of her idea to do it. And that's entirely, I think. And then she's the one who can make it happen. So it was all so downhill. It, it can basically. all happen after that. And I think community wise, I haven't seen much pushback. Like people make their little like, Oh, they're playing Fortnite jokes. as The kids do every once in a while. And I explained to them that, like it's almost no different than like any other team sport we've had nothing but like i don't know like there's just overwhelming love and support i think from the powers to be out here yeah like our football coach eric henry never had a problem with him so like yeah and like, and our, like all the people who could be an actual detriment to esports very much support mm -hmm. esports yeah we share athletes with other sports you know yeah. and and so like I've, I've talked to like baseball coaches over the past few years like yeah you know if this they don't have to come to practice on this day if they have a match that day we get that that's fine so you know they were very supportive about sharing that with us and and i thought that was always a great thing too with that so yeah we yeah there's there's way more love and support for yeah, sports than yeah. there are like it's detrimental people to it yeah all, all, all the pushback is just like fluff it's just because i think a lot of times too like, us. 
I don't know when when deep down like if somebody was detrimental to it like look at your family there's there's one of those kids in there somewhere like somebody's nephew is one of those kids like Fortnite <laughs> and if and if you're going to be awful to the like you're not going to be awful to your own family members so like everybody's got it's a common thing now so like everybody knows somebody within their own family at least i would hope or a loved one or a brother or mm-hmm. anything like that yeah well and i think too like some of the opportunities that are opening up for people that play esports like we mm-hmm. had met a girl that got a college scholarship yeah we had one yeah. of our students get a college oh, did scholarship you? that's yep. awesome. awesome and yeah we were like how fantastic like they found like their little home and mm-hmm. they were able to take it past just high school. And we yeah, had a that's student who cool. got a scholarship and then he wasn't one of our esports kids because he graduated like three years before he started working oh, yeah. here. It was yeah. Noah, which his little brother is in esports. He he went off Noah went off to college and like joined and was really big in it's a green college. I know what the color is green. What is it? But he went off and he was part of his college esports mm-hmm. team. And it's been about three times he's wanted to come in and talk to our kids about like opportunities and something always comes up uh, before he can make it out here, some sort mm-hmm. of tragedy. But his family is really big into the school. Like they, yeah. they work with drama. Like his mom is really mm-hmm. heavily involved with the drama department. So like. Yeah. So the community has a small history of kind of like esports being kind of prevalent in some families and then again we did the one kid who did get the scholarship yeah. for our school and like, while he was here as well so it's it is really accepted in yeah the open. like it's surprisingly way more accepted than i think it you would think but also like i don't know i make sure that we aren't the esports kids don't like being put up on a pedestal so like every pep rally i'll tell them guys we're, we're all going to go down there and like stand up in front of everybody and do a dance and then we don't <laughs> we would hate that and i would hate that if somebody made me do it but we try not to like shove it down people's throats and like mm-hmm. force it on them yeah. so it's very much on the quiet side which yeah. helps the acceptance of esports i mm-hmm. think if we were touting how amazing claim on esports was and if we weren't bringing everybody up with us mm-hmm. like i said I did not like when I mentioned the football thing and even bowling. It's like, I I don't knock football because football is not worse than esports. It's the same thing. Yeah. So like esports is in no way better than football team. It's in no way better than a bowling team. They're, yeah. They're similar. They're basically the same thing. And it's as long as we're bringing people up, it feels like everybody's bringing each yeah. other up in a way. Yeah. Just a quiet bring up. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like a try to collaborate with everybody. Thanks for listening to our For the Love of EdTech podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today and learned something that you can use with your own students. You can find the show notes, resources, and more at www.fortheloveofedtech.org. For Love of EdTech is produced by SOIDA, the Southwestern Ohio Instructional Technology Association, in partnership with ThinkTV and CET, the local PBS stations in Dayton and Cincinnati. 